This podcast is part of Mishmash Media. Hey folks, Ivan here. Just letting you know that the following episode was recorded in the year 2020 for Patreon and uh, it was the first time we watched it. So some things we say may be a bit out of date. We hope you enjoy it anyhow. Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest episode of Curbcast. This is our episode-by-episode review of Curb Your Enthusiasm. We are your hosts of Bask. I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan. And this week we are doing episode 7 of season 2. After a couple of weeks off, we're doing The Dole. That's right. A fan favourite episode I found out, Stephen. I googled it because I watched it and I'm like, I love this episode. It is so good from start to finish. It is probably one of the best Curb episodes. Definitely in my top three that we've watched so far and uh yeah went online i googled the doll wanted to you know to get some notes for today and uh yeah apparently lots of fans rank it in their like top five yeah understandably articles um, and yeah it's it's, it's up there yeah no yeah. really good storyline and then the final scene is just the the cherry on top uh the one where you think that larry would just get killed yeah <laughs> but he, he escapes yeah it takes the controversy of controversy of the show to a uh, new level <laughs> new does. levels of risque absolutely anyway let's do a quick plot synopsis for the doll as part of a deal with abc larry agrees to attend a screening of a new miniseries at the after party he finds that the bathroom door has no locks so he goes to use the upstairs bathroom and the network executive's daughter asks him to cut the hair off her doll's head Uh, he does this incurring the wrath of the executive's wife a theater goer and jeff's ex-wife Susie. uh some special guest uh actors in this episode are rita wilson tom hanks's wife plays anne michelson so the executive's wife Uh i I, I recognised her. I'm like, she looks yeah, really she looks familiar. Rita Wilson. There you go. There you go. Uh, Zach Grenier plays Lane Michelson, and we've seen him in many shows and stuff. He's got a very familiar face, character actor. Uh, Meryn Dungy plays Amy. She's the woman who tells Larry not to bring water into the theatre. You know how Larry <laughs> thinks that she's like one of the attendants, but <laughs> she's just one of the friends of uh, Anne. Just the fun. water nerd. The water nerd. Uh, JLD makes an appearance in the first scene as herself, and uh, Bailey Thompson plays Anne and Lane's daughter, Tara, the one with the doll. That's right. Uh, just one episode trivia that I have, Steve. This episode shares a title with another Larry David series, Seinfeld, la-di-da, The Doll. Yeah, that's right. That's where From season seven. Yeah, where uh, uh, Susan has a doll that is... Looks uh, like Estelle. Looks George's exactly like Estelle, mother, and yeah. it's tripping George out throughout the whole episode. And then he hears it talking. Yeah. <laughs> George, George, don't eat with your mouth full. We haven't done that yet for Bibber Blast. No. That'd be fun. That is a good episode. Indeed. Anyway, let's go through the scenes, shall we? So, in the first scene, Larry is with Jeff and Julia Louie, pitching their Evelyn TV show idea to ABC. Uh, the executives like the concept, and they're happy to go ahead with it. And this has been a running theme for season two, because they tried doing it with Jason, but... Uh, but he, things fell through because of the meeting situation we've talked about. And uh, with JLD, it, it kind of worked. They Because in the previous episode, they tried going to HBO and it didn't work out. And uh, they went to ABC. Yeah. And uh, like you said, ABC greenlight it straight away. Um, Lane is into it straight away. Um, and I like how you kind of miss it unless you watch it like carefully. Uh, Larry brings up, you know, when he says that we're working with Jason as well on a, on a different project. Larry's like, oh, you know, he asked him about the meeting situation because he wants to know what the meeting, the meeting <laughs> yeah, arrangement yeah, is yeah, between... Yeah. <laughs> 
Jason and uh, Lane and ABC. I thought that was a nice touch and a nice callback to that was an f- opening episode of yeah, the season. Yeah, that was the I think. first episode. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, remember what right. it's called, but yeah, the car salesman. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's been <laughs> like a nice, like uh, you know, ongoing joke. Yeah, it's like been this, good. This meeting thing keeps coming up. It works out. Uh, Larry says um, Jeff asked Larry what the deal is with his water bottle, and Larry says he has to drink eight of them a day under doctor's orders. He says that he has to go to the bathroom more regularly because of it, and uh, Lane says that Jason Alexander will be working, as we mentioned before, uh, working with them on the show. He invites them to a screening of part one of an ABC miniseries, and Julia Louis says she can't go, as her son has pink eye, but I think she's trying to get out of it. Yeah. Um, and Larry and Jeff agree to attend, because JLD, she was pretty keen in previous episodes to go to HBO, so she could say the swear words. But with ABC, she's probably a bit disappointed. She's I think at this like, stage... I got, a, I got a role, but I'll be censored like I was with Seinfeld. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think she's happy to get a TV deal, but she's probably disappointed as well that it's going to be watered down mm. to what she uh, originally envisioned. Envisioned, yeah. So she's kind of probably as a, like a thing to ABC as like a nephew, just kind of like, eh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like I know of ABC as a network, but I, I don't know if they are more safe like NBC or if they're a bit more cutting edge like HBO or they're somewhere in the middle. They're a commercial network. They're right. like Channel 7, Channel 9, ah, okay. one, of those, one of the major networks. Right. Yeah. So they're probably very censored too. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. And uh, we do see well, obviously Larry drinking his water. That kind of uh, sets off a chain of events that lead on to the very last scene. Uh, Cheryl, Larry and Jeff are at the screening of the miniseries in the foyer. Elaine meets Cheryl for the first time and he says that they're having a get together at his house afterwards and that they should attend. Larry and Cheryl are about to enter the theatre when a lady says that Larry can't bring his water bottle inside. He says that he needs it for his condition as mentioned before and the lady asks him to finish the water outside. Cheryl heads into the theatre and Larry is about to drink the entire bottle and he thinks that you know isn't that like a shitty thing to do you don't just go up to someone and say look you can't bring that in but you're not working there i mean obviously if it's really blatant i mean it's just water man yeah what's the worst thing that's going to happen something's going to get wet and it's going to dry in like an hour yeah you know what's the worst that can happen it's not going to stain anything it's such a weird rule to enforce but i think she's the sort of person that just has to enforce every rule she just needs to be in control of every situation and i can understand why larry is a bit pissed off because the way she's standing and the fact that she's standing at the door and it's not like she sees Larry and walks up to him. She's standing there already. So she's yeah. probably told other people off before Larry rolls up. Probably, yeah. You know, she's yeah. probably like the, you know, the self-appointed movie rule enforcer or something oh, like that. God. Yeah, just just really uh really annoying. She must have been a real asshole usher in a previous role or job or something. Maybe maybe she's a disenfranchised usher, like she you know, she wanted to be an usher and she couldn't make it for some reason. I wanted to and, be uh, a banker. Yeah. <laughs> like like a human and exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um in the theater they spot the lady sitting down ready to watch the show so Larry's like hang on you're not one of the workers and then Larry asks if she works here she says no and uh, he asks her why she told him asked him not to bring water in and even though she doesn't work there and she says that those are the rules yeah she's a stickler for the rules even for strangers and they get into an argument before the screening begins jackass I like how Larry compares her to that I guess it's like a movie stereotype of that nerd who reminds the teacher that they didn't get homework. The kids are looking at their watches going, oh, it's one minute to the end of the class and the teacher hasn't mentioned homework. We're, we're out free. And then the nerd's like, um, excuse me, miss. Yeah, where's you haven't, yeah, you haven't assigned us homework for the day. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> and, it's, and it's on a Friday too. Exactly. <laughs> How yeah. Annoying. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she was really annoying, man. Yeah, it's just such a weird rule. Like, you know, fair enough. Some people are more compliant with the rules than and than others. Okay, that's just the variance of human beings. But to be such a stickler about water, <sighs> mm-hmm. you know, it's not like he was drinking or like I I, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's very very narky. And like I mentioned, what's the worst that'll happen? Something will get a bit wet. Yeah. And then all dry. Yeah. You know. And and wow. and as well, like you said, it's on doctor's orders. Yeah. Exactly. The fact that's that it. he. he 
I was surprised that Larry was so compliant with her. Like he pushed back a tiny bit mm. at the door, but not much. He was, he sort of was like, oh, but you know, but can I bring it in? But he was he was quite compliant with her request at the start. Well, which he, was surprising. He probably want, didn't want to piss off ABC. Yeah, because he already pissed off HBO. That's true. So he didn't want to do it again. And so also Cheryl bit, as well. Yeah, he didn't want. He was already walking on thin ice. That's true. So he didn't want to fall into the water. That's uh, true. After the screening <laughs> back at Lane's house. Nice, yes, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I see what you yeah, did there. I, see did. Yeah, I literally one, that, see what you did there. That was unintentional. Yeah. <laughs> Over the last nine weeks, if you made that joke and we're on Skype, it would have been like, I heard what you did there. Now it's like, there. I see what you did there. I see what, yeah, yeah, because we're back in person now Indeed. for the first time in many weeks. <laughs> after the screening back at Lane's house for the after party, uh, Larry tells Jeff about what happened before. The lady, the lady who's talking to another woman who Jeff reveals to be Lane's wife, Anne. Larry gets a chest freeze after sipping a frozen margarita. Anne walks up to them to introduce herself and he tells Larry to put his tongue on the roof of his mouth as Lane comes over as well. Larry needs to go to the bathroom and Lane directs him there. Larry walks into the guest bathroom and there's no lock, which is really strange. I mean, why do you have all those people and there's no lock? I don't know. Maybe it broke like that night or the day before. How odd. Yeah. Really I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's been an ongoing problem. I would just assume that the lock broke recently. And, oh, and I thought it was an ongoing thing. No. <laughs> um, he tries to pee while putting a foot against the door, but it's too far away. And uh, I love that, that moment where he tries to contemplate peeing in the sink because he's able to reach the sink with his bits, but he can also hold the door with his foot. I like that. He was just kind of, I love how he's just looking at it for like five seconds. He's like, hmm. Yeah, he considers it. But then he, I think he realizes that the mechanics are too. And and again, because he's on thin ice with, uh, well, with everyone yes. and he doesn't want to compromise the ABC deal, he thinks, I think normally, like if, you know, if, if he wasn't on such thin ice, he'd probably take a chance. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, if someone walks in or if he gets caught, you know, like with pee on his pants, it's just, there's just too much at risk. Too much at risk. Yeah. It would have been a good, uh, a good segue or a good way to go. Yeah. The episode, but yeah, absolutely. It would have probably gone off a bit too early. I think so. Um, he leaves the bathroom and walks up the stairs to find another one. As he goes up, he sees Layden's daughter, Tara, a young girl. She's playing with her doll in her bedroom, the Lucy doll. And he asks if he can use her bathroom after he's done. La- uh, Tara shows Larry, uh, her Lucy doll and asks for him to cut her hair with his Swiss army knife. And, uh, he does so. And he he comments on how much nicer shorter hair looks on the doll. Yeah, it's such a pleasant exchange. Like it's very yeah, wholesome. It's like very Larry's nice. like Larry's yeah. really good with the kid. Yeah, I think this yeah. is one of the first time you see him actually like just comfortable and at ease with this kid and the kid's like not responding to him awkwardly. Yeah. Um, it's just really sweet. Yeah, it's just yeah. like this little bonding moment like they give the doll a haircut and I was really uh, you know, taken aback by it. Yeah, and Larry shows a, a Swiss army knife and he makes a joke as well. I I, I can't remember what he says, but uh, yeah, it's just like such a sweet wholesome like almost like a father-daughter moment and then the kid just flips. Yeah, that's right. In the next scene, so Larry he's walking down the stairs after uh, that and uh, Cheryl asks him to guard the unlocked unlocked bathroom so she can go in. Uh, he hears Tara screaming for her bedroom. She runs downstairs saying that her doll's hair won't grow back. And she says to Anne that Larry cut the hair and she says uh, he says that Tara asked her to do it. Anne says that the doll is a collector's item and Larry says that he'll find another one for them. Uh, Larry forgets about guarding the door for Cheryl and Lane walks in on her and she screams and oh my god. What, a lot going on in this scene. Yeah, a lot of I moving mean, parts. And, and, and even Larry's saying, you know, like Anne's saying that my daughter's really smart and intelligent, blah, blah, blah. And Larry's like, she's so smart. Why did you think doll's hair grew back? Yeah. You know, that's, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, he kind of hints that uh, a bit later on. And obviously he stands away from the guard from the door and Lane you know, has to go to the toilet and walks in and sees Cheryl. Yeah. And uh, it goes Why to- did she see? Everything. Yeah. Everything. 
Yeah, and then it moves to their house, which is a common setting where, you know, like after an event has happened, it mm. usually cuts to the bedroom and yeah. Cheryl's giving uh, grief to uh, Larry, usually for good reason. And yeah, she's she's extremely embarrassed. And she actually says to Larry, you need to cancel the deal. Like, yeah, I'm to, so yeah. embarrassed. I can't see him again. He saw I can't see Lane. He saw it. everything. You yeah. need to cancel the deal. Yeah. And also before before that scene, just one more bit, um, like we forgot to mention, Jeff grabs Larry and says that his daughter has a massive doll collection and That's that right. they may yeah. have the Lucy doll. So come over tomorrow and have a look. Anyway, of course. that happens before. But yeah, that scene with Cheryl, I mean, she's really embarrassed. She even says, like, there might be tens of millions in the deal or whatever it is. And then, you know, <laughs> Cheryl's like, you can't, I can't look, I can't go to these parties. I can't see him ever again because he's seen everything. Yeah. It's all bum, you know, everything. I feel like uh, that sort of incident, while well, initially would be very embarrassing, you know, after like six months or a year, if you sort of, you would you just laugh it, it off. You would just it. be like, oh, you know, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd look back on it and laugh. And but obviously Lane was really horrified himself yeah. when he saw that. So I think so. I think even he's kind of traumatized too. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, Larry says that if he can't replace the doll, then the deal with ABC is over. So that's an, another situation that Larry's in in this season. He's got to do something in order to keep what he wants. Uh, Jeff and Larry the next day are heading into the car to Jeff's old house to get the doll. They arrive to get his daughter to go into his daughter Sandy's room to look for it. Larry spots the doll on a high shelf and tries to grab it, and the shelf falls off the wall. <laughs> Susie enters the house, of course, very conveniently, and Larry rips the head off the doll and stuffs it in his pants. She <laughs> spots him in Sandy's room just as he finishes doing it, and Jeff pretends to be giving Larry advice on how to install a shelf. I like how Larry's like, no, I know a lot about shelves. You know, I put up all the shelves in my house and Sandy's. And, Sus- yeah, and Susie's <laughs> and like, Susie's no, you just like, no, you didn't. Like, no, you didn't. She's immediately onto it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she doesn't bite at all. No. <laughs> um, they're back in the car to head to Lane's house to give them the head. Uh, Larry complains about his genitals being itchy from stuffing the doll down his pants. It must be the hair. The scene quickly cuts to Sandy yelling to Susie about her Lucy doll having no head. So Jeff says that, you know, Sandy, the daughter, won't know anything. But she notices that the Lucy doll has no head. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, I mean, given the way that she's arranged her dolls, obviously she puts a lot of care into it. So mm. I, I can imagine her walking into her own room and surveying her doll collection and noticing something off straight away. Yeah, so, yeah, like yeah. a headless doll. <laughs> pretty noticeable. Yeah, which is like, funny. They didn't, yeah. It's not exactly, they didn't exactly bury it. They, she kind of just like put it on top of other dolls. Yeah. On, you know, at eye level. It, like if you put it back up on the shelf, like he could have done a better job of hiding it. I think. It, it goes to show that how much Jeff doesn't pay attention to his daughter. Yeah. You know, it's just the, the disconnect and how busy he is with work and his extra marriage affairs he doesn't even notice what his daughter does yeah i think i think he thinks that because she's got so many dolls she won't miss one but yeah. it's the opposite where she's got so many dolls and she's aware of every single one mm-hmm. and they're her prize collection um but anyway they go to lane's house and knock on the door and opens it and larry presents the head to her he asks to use the bathroom as she goes to check that the head fits on tara's doll and he spots the locksmith installing a lock on the door he asks larry to guard the door as he goes oh no larry wants to go to the bathroom and he asks the locksmith to guard the door he leaves as Anne comes down to say that the head fits on the body which is all good and she says that tara is a gifted child and larry says that's how that's the case if she thinks the doll hair can grow back yeah it doesn't and, say it directly it kind of subtly implies it. he's like well you know yeah you he implied know. that in the previous <laughs> yeah. scene too and uh, he leaves to go back with jeff to his house jeff and larry are going back to the house and they're stopped by Susie, who asks them where sandy's lucy doll head went and they claim they don't know where it is yeah she's, she's waiting at the top of the driveway she is and she says that she knows they did something and that she will find out you four-eyed fucking you fat motherfucker you fat she's, motherfucker she's, she's vicious she is yeah she they decide to go back to lane's and ask for the short haired doll 
head because uh, obviously Tara kept the short hair as well. Yeah. So they're hoping to switch the heads so Sandy won't notice. Larry knocks on the door again and Anne greets him once again. He asks to use the bathroom again, obviously drinking all that water. As she goes to look for the short-haired doll head for him, he clicks the bathroom door lock because the lock's finally installed, so you think. And uh, he checks his penis in the mirror for any rashes or anything from the, <laughs> the doll hair. And of course, the lady from the theatre opens the door and uh, sees him in the position. The locksmith can confirms that he had to go to get some parts to fix it fully. And after he leaves the bathroom, Anne gives him the short-haired head of the doll. <laughs> he yeah. thinks he's in the clear. He locks the door and he's like, yeah, I'm cool. And then the same woman with the water looks at his dick. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That bathroom's cursed. It is cursed. I, I knock the whole thing down. Make the whole it a house is cursed. Make it a storage room. Yeah. yeah. Just burn the whole thing down. I think so. Jerry Ignite Hingle. it with a doll head. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Larry give Susie the head to put back on Sandy's doll. She says that it looks different, but they claim that this was the actual head on Sandy's doll. She thinks that they're up to something, of course. As yeah, she's before. not uh, convinced that it's all about board. That's right. The next night before the part two screening in the theatre foyer, because it is a two-night uh, series, uh, Jeff asks if Larry's assistant is seeing anyone, which he doesn't reply to, as Susie is nearby at the bar. So Jeff is obviously pretty keen on playing the field, uh, of course. Uh, well, Lane, he's got a history of uh, infidelity. So. He does, yes, from season one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lane, Anne, and Tara walk in, and uh, Tara has her Lucy doll with Sandy's long haired head and uh, Susie realizes this and through physical communication and this is very well done she tells Larry and Jeff that they're very sick people but but they are across the room from each other but she uses all these signals to say you fucking idiots and, she says and yep. I quote the last words that come out of her mouth it's hard to sort of read the mm. first part but she sort of she says words she looks over and then she talks she says more words and the last three words are you fucking sick fucks you sick fucks yeah, she yeah she's like sick you people, fucking yeah. sick yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's like she realizes what yeah. happened. She goes, you're sick. You're terrible people. Uh, Larry heads to the bathroom once again, and the, the, the theater lady glares at him and he's, as he's about to enter the men's room. And in the very last scene, uh, Larry enters the men's room, but he tells Cheryl that it's an old factory nightmare. An old factory nightmare. That's right. He asks Cheryl to check if the lady's room is empty, which she confirms. He asks her to stand guard as he goes. And Cheryl, and we mentioned this in the last Curbcast episode, this is the point where Cheryl starts resenting Larry now. And yeah. You know, she's kind of revels in his uh, displeasure. I think, yeah, I think she's starting to find a bit of joy and a bit of satisfaction mm. in payback. That's right. And, uh, and a bit of revenge. Cheryl decides to not guard and she walks off. Yep. Uh, Larry, and this is probably the most memorable scene in the episode. Larry washes his hands in the empty ladies bathroom and stuffs his water bottle down his pants. So he doesn't get told off again. Exactly. He is about to leave when, and I love how it all just wraps up nicely. Yeah. He is about to leave when Tara walks in, the young girl. She thanks Larry for fixing her Lucy doll and she hugs him. And of course she is startled and screams running out of the bathroom and yells to her dad that she went to hug Larry and that he had something hard in his pants. <laughs> the look of Larry is, is oh, priceless. And the crowd can be heard to sound like they're in shock and Larry is so scared to leave the room to face the crowd that he looks at the window at the back and he jumps out of it or he starts to jump out as the credits roll and the music plays. Yeah, and you can see that he wouldn't even fit through the window but he's so desperate to get out of there he's happy to have a go. So what do you think happened? Because I, I don't remember what happens in the next episode but I could imagine he tried going out but he I imagine caught. he got stuck or realized he couldn't go out and was just sort of a bit unsure of what to do. And then um, <laughs> there's a real fight then, or flight response, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he chose. I'm flight. sure Lane came in and you know said, "What are you doing?" And then Larry, yeah. typical in typical Larry form, tried to like bumble his way out of the 
you know, by explaining his way out of the conversation, uh, out of the situation <laughs> through just bumbling, rambling words and trying yeah. to explain like, you know, but the water bottle and she told me yeah, off at the movies, like just trying to give the whole context yeah, that no yeah. one cares. No one's listening. Nah. Um, when you say hard thing and girl, yeah, as a girl, then it's, you know, it's, that's a very hard situation to talk about. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Indeed. Anyway, that is the doll. One of my favorite Curb episodes, four and a half out of five. Yep. Yeah. I am uh, the same in terms of score. Great yeah. episode. Lovely episode. Yeah. And obviously, as I mentioned, a fan favorite. Um, so anyway, it's good. It's, we had a couple of weeks off due to certain situations, which we mentioned in Bidwabask in the latest episode, The Stand-In. And uh, yeah, so thanks. I know this is a Patreon-only uh, exclusive podcast, but thank you very much for listening and for your patience. And a few of you Patreon subs have reached out to us, you know, wishing us well. So thank you very much. Yeah, no, it is appreciated. I went through a pretty uh, difficult time. Uh, and it's nice to know that people I will probably never meet in real life, um, strangers in the world care enough about us to make sure we're okay yeah. so yeah the fact that you left some nice words and encouraged us uh and were patient while we had to take a couple of weeks off uh means a lot means a lot so thank you for that yeah thanks guys anyway we'll be back next week for episode eight of season two we're at the tail end of season two now of Curbcast, which is exciting and we'll also be back next week for bidmubask so my name's ivan and i'm Stephen. and uh, you take care of yourselves we'll find out next week if uh, larry david's a registered sex offender now <laughs> <laughs> and how many uh bruises on his face he has how many times he's been punched by Lane. The whole episode's set in the hospital. Indeed. <laughs> He's in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. See ya. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of Mishmash Media, an independent podcast network. Follow us on social media at Mishmash Media AU or support us on Patreon. All those links are in the show notes.